everyone, and welcome to episode 39. Oh my lord, it's episode 39 of the Social Liability Podcast, where we complain about those folks in our lives that violate the social contract that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raz Grease, with my co-host, the Buck Rundle, using antiquated equipment because for some reason he couldn't get his regular equipment to work, so hopefully he sounds okay. How do you sound? I'm going to sound great, Raz. I'm going to sound great. Well, you're certainly loud. I'll give you that. So what's what's going on? You're you're because you you've been filming with an iPad and a big old boom mic and everything else, and that's just decided it doesn't like you anymore. Is that what I'm gathering? Uh, you know, the boom mic still likes me. The headphones still like me. The only thing that doesn't like me is the uh, little widget that connects the iPad and these little devices together. You know, that little USB C hub, and for some reason that is like that's screwing the pooch on me unfortunately i i, I mean you you have an you have somebody who is you know by all accounts an apple expert in your house yes in your house and you can't figure this out what's that tell you largely in part because i never asked her for help well what i'm we, really bad at that what, what did we learn nothing Probably i learned that my that no, no. I, I mean, like, at, like their empirical evidence does not lie. I haven't learned a fucking thing. I'm sitting here filming this thing on my iPad, uh, not on my iPad. I'm filming it on my PC. Had I learned anything and not been a dipshit, I would have went, caregiver Katie, can you help me? But no, I didn't. I was just like, I am strong and independent, and I can do this on my own. And then I gave the fuck up and found a, do- a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I see you're wearing your headphones. Is that to cover up your haircut? No. No. It's so that I can hear your lovely voice. It is soothing. But you did come up with a new episode of Better Than Bad. Uh, you can check that on our YouTube channel uh, if you just search for the Mount Moon crew or just look for Better Than Bad with Buck. Yes. It is a short one, but you, he uh, this is what it's episode three, and you've promised many, many more. As uh, soon as we get I that, have. As soon as we get that fuckaloo of a haircut fixed, right? Well, I mean, you know, let's. I, I want to make sure that I put this into context. The whole haircut was never attempted. It was just trimming the hair off of my ears, which really, like, messed up the aesthetic of the rest of my head. And nobody knew that was going to happen. And, uh, and we, caregiver Katie and I both found out that it was a really bad idea after it was done. So, you know. I, I just I just want to put that into context. Like she wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm a professional stylist. I'll cut your hair, blah blah. And then you know, trusting old me was just like led into the freaking wood chipper. No, no. She she was washing my hair and she was like, you got a lot of hair around around your ears. I think I can trim that off for you. I was like, go for it. Womp womp. And uh, <laughs> yep. I mean, like, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's like I said, and better than bad. You know, it's it's not an act of malice like caregiver katie loves me you know she was just trying to make sure that i didn't have hair in my freaking ear neither one of us knew that it was going to mushroom cloud into the one of the greatest comedy monkey go rounds that, that we got to ride on this week <laughs> i'll tell you who your biggest critic was and it wasn't me it was sadar <laughs> that chick's vicious I'm sure that chick is vicious um speaking of her though um she will be filming hopefully a new episode of Just Pizza uh, this weekend. Uh, apparently, a new a new pizzeria has been discovered that needs uh, needs reviewing. So um, again, same YouTube channels. Look for the Mount Moon Crew or uh, 
better than bad with Buck or just pizza. Uh, you can even look up like stuff for the Mount Moon Review podcast. You know, why not? You know, pretty niche, but go for it. But that's not what this is. This is the social liability podcast. And we've got some social liabilities this week, my friend. And uh, I, I don't know if you read our main event, but you'll when we get to it, it's a, it's a doozy. Uh, usually I try to uh, incorporate all of our, our names, like all, all the stuff that's, all the stories we're going to go over into the name of the episode. And I didn't do that this week, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, actually, probably about closer to 40 minutes. But let's start out first in Edinburgh. As an Edinburgh woman bit off a man's tongue in the street brawl before seagulls swooped down and ate it. <laughs> this is being reported by the EdinburghNews.Scotsman.com. Uh, James McKenzie spat out a piece of his tongue under the street after uh, Bethany Ryan, 27, had ripped it off with her teeth during an incident in Edinburgh. The gull then flew down and grabbed the muscle, making off before the injured man could retrieve it. The Edinburgh Sheriff's Court was told about the grisly incident, which left the victim maimed for life when Ryan appeared in the dock to plead guilty to the attack last Thursday. Prosecutor Susan Dixon uh, said that the particular the, the, the pair clashed as they uh, passed each other in on Lilith Walk at around 8 p.m. on August 1st. Ms. Dixon said the pair were strangers, but an argument between them occurred. The court heard Ryan had tried to walk away from the confrontation. Uh, the fiscal said Mackenzie continued to be aggressive towards Ryan, and he approached her again with a clenched fist. Miss Dixon said Miss Ryan, uh, somewhat oddly responding to that by pushing him uh, on the body and kissing him. She kissed him on the lips, and during the course of that, she bit through his tongue and caused a piece of his tongue to be removed. Miss Kenzie then walked off and spat a part of his tongue out, at which point a piece of that muscle was picked up by a large seagull that made off with the piece of tongue. The fiscal told the court that a chunk of the tongue bitten off was approximately two centimeters by three centimeters in size. Ryan was later arrested by police and Mackenzie attended hospital for treatment where the laceration to his tongue was said to be oozing blood. The fiscal added he did not require surgery given that the piece of tongue was no larger than that was no, no larger no longer available I'm sorry and could not be reattached. Solicitor Neil Martin defended, said the attack by his client of of Edinburgh was a very, quote, strange incident in the round, but a, but, <laughs> but added he would reserve his full mitigation for the sentence hearing. What's there to mitigate, dude? <laughs> she bit off his damn tongue. All uh, I can think of are the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Mine, 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 mine. Yeah. Uh huh. It's all like that, that's that's all that's like it's definitely a tra- travesty. I mean, it's like that's, I mean, that's the best part of Finding Nemo. Let's be honest. Mine. It really is. It made the movie. Who who knew that personifying entitled assholes using seagulls could just be a blockbuster hit? And, well, and you know, seagulls are just something. Seagulls are just assholes in general. Like forever <laughs> and they don't care they're a bird that just doesn't give a fuck and they they will attack for a freaking french fry aren't aren't you trying to say that they don't give a flying fuck 
Ryan pled guilty to assaulting James by pushing him on the body, kissing him and biting off part of his tongue to sever injury and permanent disfigurement on, on August 1st. So, uh, yeah, that's wow. I mean, I, I'm having, I, I imagine alcohol was involved. That's the only thing I can think of is alcohol had to be involved. Oh man. You know, I, even if it wasn't, I mean like two and a half centimeters by three centimeters. It's not, a, not it's actually not that big. Well, that's a square inch, because there are two point five centimeters in a uh, in an inch. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. He's hey, look at that. <laughs> you know, look over here doing high math. <laughs> no, it's just yeah. I lived in a country for three years that had the metric system. So when when you're driving an American vehicle that does miles per hour in a country that you know, works on kilometers per hour, you don't, don't want to go 70. <laughs> like, you don't want to go 70 miles per hour in a 70 kilometer per hour zone. I can promise you that there will be a bribe of at least $100 that you got to pay. I've done it three times. <laughs> the suspect was going Mach 6. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I remember, I remember passing down the highway seeing a 90 kilometer an hour sign. And then looking down at my speedometer and going, yep. <laughs> I was like 19 years old. I was like 90, 90, check. And then you hit it. And then, and then you hit like a town, <laughs> hit like a town. And people are like running with their pitchforks out to you like, slow down. Nice. You don't understand what's going on. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, 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 learned I, how to, I learned how to do quick metric conversions in my head. You know, you I, see 80 kilometers an hour. I know you can't go over 50. I don't think I've ever owned a car that didn't have the conversion right on the speedometer. I really you know, don't think I have. There was a conversion there, and, you know, any sensible adult, like a real full-fledged adult, probably would have been able to put that together. But I wasn't a full-fledged adult. I was like the Diet Coke of adults. I was 19 years old and, like, living on my own in a foreign country. I didn't give a fuck about the speed limit. And you probably didn't have a driver's license, at least not a Mexican one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Um, that was the first driver's license I ever got. I bribed uh, bribed somebody at the... Uh, at the uh, I can't remember what the fucking place is called, but it wasn't a driver's license central because I couldn't go there. The it was a convenience was store with a guy in the back that had a camera. No, no, no. I had to get an IDP. I got an international driver's permit, and then when I moved back to the United States, I got it transferred over into a uh, Pennsylvania driver's license. Never took an exam. <laughs> There's your loophole, yep. kids. Go to Mexico. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I never got a license before I moved out of the country. Jeez. Yeah, I didn't need one. Fun stuff. <laughs> but well, the whole time you're in Mexico, did you ever see somebody bite off somebody else's tongue and feed it to an animal? No. Yeah, me either. No. <laughs> no, like that's that that is that is strictly across the pond of chicanery, you know. It, like, it, it would happen in Edinburgh. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that right, man. All right, so we've reached that part of the show where we pay homage to our dear friends in the southern part, or as we like to call it, uh, America's penis, the f great state of Florida. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. 
makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida Man. Indeed, here comes Florida Man. As a matter of fact, three Florida men, because we have three stories of Florida. Uh, in this case, we're going to start out with this this winner here. Florida Keys Man masturbated in front of sunbathing women. Just whips it out, starts beating oh. off, apparently. This happened in Big Pine Key, Florida. A Big Pine Key man faces multiple charges after Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Okay, how many damn states in this country have a Monroe County? I mean, seriously, every every damn state has a Monroe County, I swear to God. It's like saying down on, like on MLK Boulevard. Well, I mean, you know, if you're sitting there without, like, a huge imagination and you're wondering what, you know, names to, uh, you know, bestow upon the streets of your of your fine metropolis, you know, reflecting upon the names of past presidents is a good place to look. But Monroe? Yeah. Well, you know what? All the good streets were already taken. Everybody's like, eh, everybody's got a Madison Avenue. Everybody's got a Jefferson Street. We're going to call this one Monroe. And you got to remember, it was before the internet. They thought they were being new and, and exciting. You know, they didn't know that every single city, like, you know, the town next door is actually called Monroe. They didn't know that. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure they did. Uh, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, Raz. I'm well, like... Well... Well, the sheriff's office deputies say he was masturbating in front of sunbathing women and then fought with her boyfriend. Uh, Amando Dominguez, something with a Q, uh, <laughs> 56, faces charges of exposure of sexual organs and aggravated battery. The sheriff's office says a deputy responded to Horseshoe Beach at mile marker 35 near Big, Key, Big Pine Key at 4.45 p.m. on Sunday. When deputies got there, several people were restraining Dominguez. Unknown caller. An unknown caller? Oh, my it Lord. An unknown caller. Yep. You better put it on speaker. You better put it on speaker. Well, Do I it. I will. Do it. Cincinnati, Ohio. Hello? I don't hear anything. Hello? Yeah, hi. This is... This... Oh, my God. Yeah, hi. My name is Chris Barton. And I'm calling you from First Financial Bank. So how are you doing today? I am finer than frog hair. Thank you for calling. Hello? I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I think you confused me. They hung up. They hung up. <laughs> Because I didn't start asking him like the barrage of questions, like, is your name really Chris? I'm finer than frog hair. Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, now that we got that out of the way, a female victim told investigators that she fell asleep while sunbathing and awoke to, quote, someone moaning and saw the suspect standing near her masturbating, deputies say. Her boyfriend had been snorkeling in the water, but he got out to confront Dominguez, who was accused of then striking him and biting him after the boyfriend got the suspect in a chokehold. <laughs> Dominguez was taken to jail after several witnesses corroborated the witness, uh, victim's version of events, uh, <laughs> said the local sheriff. 
I'm just letting you know right now that if I caught a guy masturbating in front of caregiver Katie, the last offensive maneuver that I would do is a chokehold. I just, you know what? That might just, just <laughs> that might be exactly what he was looking for. <laughs> Good old choking poke. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <sighs> like that. That's that. You just go up and stab a dude. Like, I mean, what do you what do you do if you like? Let's let's do a little gender reversal here. You're you're taking a little nap on the beach and you wake up and you see some girl just jilling off right there next to you, standing there just looking at you, going going to town. What do you do? That's you know, a, that's some freaky shit, dude. I think I'd run. <laughs> like, oh my god, I I can't run. <laughs> you also you also can't put somebody in a chokehold, but we didn't we didn't mention that. Actually, I probably could. You'd have to be able to reach but, your neck first. Yeah, I got cables for that. You, you, just hey, that it's in my. They're, the white tees are there for a reason. All right. If I got something that's made out of string that I can wrap around your freaking neck, you're done. And I, and I got it in my bag, like phone charger, you name it. You know, dental fair, floss. Fair enough, I suppose. Well, continuing on with Florida, a drunk Florida man was arrested for DUIs, admits, quote, damn, I'm buzzed. (laughs) In Charlotte County, Florida, a man was arrested for DUI after leaving the White Elephant Bar. Really? They Mm. named it the White Elephant Bar? Okay. Uh, The Charlotte County deputy pulled a tan Lincoln Town car over for careless driving on Monday. When the deputy asked the driver for his license, Charles Kensill handed over his credit card instead. The deputy explained his license was needed, but Kensill said, See? I told you, that's it. What the heck does that mean? See? I told you, that's it. What? That doesn't... Well, he is drunk. Uh, After after he was able to produce his license, Kensill told the deputy he had four rum drinks at the White Elephant per the arrest report. He agreed to complete the sobriety exercise and was arrested for DUI. On the way to jail, Kensill said, Damn, I am buzzed. And I shouldn't have been drinking. I shouldn't have been driving after drinking. Do you forgive me? <laughs> he also reportedly told the deputy his name. Kensill's driver's license was surrendered. <laughs> I mean, we always have the drunk ones where they're, like, apologetic and shit. But do you forgive me? <laughs> I never had a, I never had an inmate ask me if I forgave them after they got arrested. Like, normally they have to be in general population for a little bit before they start asking me for forgiveness. But never right through the gate. Now, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> they're still so drunk that they're just, like... If I say I'm sorry enough, they'll, we'll just open the door and let them out. <laughs> Oh man! See, I used to wait until they uh, their drunk asses would go up to get their mug shots taken, and then I would look at them and I'd be like, "All right, smile," and they'd be like, "I'm not gonna smile," and I'd sit there like a freaking safe cracker. I'd be like, "I get paid by the hour, and I ain't taking this picture until you smile, and you ain't moving until this picture gets taken," and I make them smile. I'd make them smile for the mug shots. <laughs> Well, no, the the reason was this, is that, you know, that's your picture, and you're going to have to look at that thing every freaking day that you're here. Okay? Sure and you don't, have a re- you don't have a reason to smile now. Yeah, but you almost, you, got, should... you almost get written up for having a smiling picture on your ID. 
Well, that's because the warden sent me back there twice to get it retaken, and I couldn't, I could not, I could not get in front of that camera without smiling. <laughs> like, even our booking sergeant, our booking sergeant who did the ID pictures called up the warden and was like, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> like, I can't, I, unless, I, I think I could spray him with OC, and I think he would still smile for a camera, and I really would. <laughs> It's just ingrained, but it really is. Did you beg for forgiveness though afterwards? <laughs> Never. Never. My smile, my my smile resounded. Every every sorry remark that I ever needed to make. <laughs> well, our final story from the great state of Florida's penis, or yeah, America's penis. <laughs> I fucked that up. Uh, naked man carrying Bible shot outside of Florida home. A naked man knocked on doors at a South Florida apartment complex at uh, midweek was shot by someone who then called 911 to turn himself in. Woo, this has got more fun. Uh, the man was carrying a Bible <laughs> and knocking on doors Wednesday at the Sunshine Garden Apartments when he was shot. Wait a minute, that's not... A... There is nothing... Okay, okay. <laughs> Pembroke Pines Police Mayor... <laughs> The police... Oh, sorry, Major. I can't read. Uh, I am dyslexic, so I have an excuse. Uh, the Major told the South Florida Sun Sentinel, the man was taken to a hospital in critical condition. The newspaper reported the office... You know what? We're going to start this one over. Okay. Continuing on with Florida, we have another story out of America's Penis. Uh, Americans, yeah. Continuing on from Florida, we have another story out of America's Penis. Naked man carrying Bible shot outside of a Florida home. <laughs> a naked man knocking on doors at South Florida apartment complex at midweek was shot by someone who then called 911 to turn himself in. Is it turn yourself in a report? There's some naked dude I had to shoot. I mean, what was the call? I kind of want to hear it. Uh, a man was carrying a Bible and knocking on doors Wednesday at the Sunshine Garden Apartments when he was shot. Pembroke Police Major uh, Al Zakui? I don't know. Where's it called? Al. Major Al uh, told the South Florida Sun Sentinel. I mean, are you trying to convert people to the the church of nudism? I mean... Perhaps the power of Christ compelled him to go on this on this walk. Here I have the holy word of God. Here I have my dangling testicles. <laughs> if you gaze upon them, you will be able to see God. Or behold, or behold, I carry I carry with me the sword and the shield of the Lord. <laughs> This right here, that is merely chlamydia. Please ignore that. <laughs> the man was taken to a hospital in critical condition. The newspaper reported the officers found the man bleeding and on the ground. Well, better than on the roof. A police officer said he was already on their way to investigate calls, but a naked man at the complex with a 911 caller said he had shot the man. I wanted to surrender myself to police. <laughs> He was detained by police and is being questioned. Uh, the identity of the man and the person who turned himself in were not immediately released. I mean, naked dude shows up on my tour screaming about the Bible. I might feel inclined to shoot him as well. Just saying. 
Something's a little off there, Phyllis. I don't think this I, guy's right in the head. <laughs> I think I'd want to see. I, I'd scan it a little bit further, to be honest with you. I'd scan it as far as I could scan it before I shot him. You'd invite him in. That's what I'm saying, man. I'd scan it as far as I could scan it. I'd be like, dude, you like you like creamer in your coffee? How about you hold a dog so you can cover up your dangly bits? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a dog. Cover up your dongle, dude. <laughs> like... Here, give you know, Katie I, might I, see it. <laughs> like, I call it my service dog for a reason. And believe me, it reigns true right now. If you don't put this in front of yourself, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> Just dude standing there with a chihuahua on his junk, you know. <laughs> well, that would be a great photo op. Uh, maybe, that, I don't think the dog would feel too kindly about it. I was about ready to say, like, I don't think I'd subject my dog to that. Just some dude's junk rubbing up on its back. And be like, whoa, 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 dude, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, we're back. And uh, during the commercial break, all we can talk about is that damn phone call. <laughs> I think he hung up because he'd never gotten that far before. He was just like, oh, oh my God, he didn't hang up. What do I say? <laughs> You know, I just love to be a fly on the wall and at the water cooler. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I actually got somebody who wanted to speak with me. I didn't know what to do, so I hung up the call. <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> Everybody else at the office is like raising like idols of little porcelain phones up up for homage. Like, ah. <laughs> Now they're gonna call you back just to see if it was true. Is this the guy? This is the guy. Hey, did you did you talk to him? Click. <laughs> you know, honestly, one of my favorite things to do is to field these calls because I'm retired and I have nothing better to do with my day. So when these people call me up on the regular, like I'll get a phone call from somebody who's like, "Oh yeah, you know, your student loan debt. We're gonna report you to the federal government." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you work for the Department of Education." Like, yes, we work for the Department of Education. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm in the DOJ building right across the street from you guys. You want to go to Starbucks there at the at the bottom of the building and get a cup of coffee? And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, over here at the DOJ. You know, the Department of Justice, I work for the FBI. And they're like, uh. I'm like, no, 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 seriously, I'll meet you down there at the bottom of your building. I can actually, I'm looking out my window right now. I could probably see if you could wave. And they're like, uh. Uh, uh, click. It's great. <laughs> yep, click. I, I, like, get... you know, I, I shouldn't shouldn't be telling people that I'm a part of the FBI, but they shouldn't really be calling me and telling me they're a part of the IRS or the Department of Education either. So, eh. I like. You know, the, I used to get want. the ones all the time that were like calling like, there, there's we detected there's a virus on your computer. I'm like, oh my god, how do I? What do I do? And I'll just keep them on the line and complete, like, act like I don't know how to use a computer and just string them along. And, <laughs> and then they, they'll, they'll figure it out and they'll threaten to hack me. I'm like, you don't even know who I am. <laughs> and people, people, people often ask me, they're like, why do you even bother? I'm like, you know what? Because if I stay on the phone with that Yahoo for 20 minutes, that's like 200 less people that he's going to try to call. Like, <laughs> I'm, it's a public service. I'm doing my part to help the community. I really am. Well, we some some superheroes wear capes. My, I got six wheels. Nice. Well, we already went from Edinburgh down to Florida. Now we're going to Germany, Buck. As a German college boy caught trespassing 
in an Australian museum to take selfies with dinosaurs. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Yeah, read that. Read that again. Just just for context. A German college boy, not student, boy, caught <laughs> a German college boy caught trespassing in an Australian museum to take selfies with dinosaurs. So this actually is in Australia, I guess, but still. Uh, a German college boy visited Australia's uh, oldest museum illegally at a nearby university. Uh, the Guardian noted that since August of last year, it has been closed for refurbishment. I would say remodeling, but, you know, I'm not Australian, I guess. Uh, sadly, it is considered a crime when the museum is closed. It is not clear whether the 25-year-old man who broke into Sydney's Australian Museum for selfies in the dinosaur uh, in the dinosaur show knew this. Oh, I can't read Australian. The man seems to have spent 40 minutes strolling around the closed museum without hesitation, as if he were roaming around in his house. He stole a cowboy staff hat from a, a coat rack and happily stuck it on the open jaws of a T-Rex, which seemed oblivious to safety cameras and was able to track every move. Uh, surely he was enjoying the museum that night. If this gentleman's watching, it is not going to be a filmmaker knocking on his door. All I can say is the NSW police will knock very soon. The force released online CCTV videos of the museum and demanded support from the public. Paul Kuhn turned out without objection to his credit. He then voluntarily came to the police station in Surrey Hills and was later charged with breaking, entering, and denying bail. See, I don't. I think this is like uh, translated something else and translated back to English because it doesn't seem like quite right, even for Aussies. In the meantime, local uh, people's reaction to social networks was nothing short of congratulations and concentration on buying the guy a beer rather than organizing vigilante justice. But Kuhn's fun led to a very severe consequence nonetheless. Only if the student surrendered his passport and observed a curfew, which is a fair punishment for any college student. Mm. Okay. I guess. But I mean, guy's obviously virgin. He's breaking in. <laughs> He's breaking into a museum take selfies with freaking dinosaurs like of all the crimes of the century that one could commit i can definitely chalk this one up as okay yeah it's just a college kid this is this, this is from the folks paper the fastest growing newspaper curated by the online community um yeah you might want to get google translate off of your uh payroll here folks because this is bad i can't <laughs> not the worst one we've ever had but yeah. Anyway, this one I see as poetic justice. CBS News reports, man killed by exploding device for his child's gender reveal party in New York. I don't know about you, dude, but I am so tired of these freaking gender reveal nonsense. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't really see. You know... There should just be a celebration that you're having a baby. If there, if you're going to celebrate anything, celebrate having a baby with a baby shower. Oh, we're going to call it a gender reveal power, a party, so that way the the husband or the dad can be involved. No, they'll do that, uh, and then they'll have then they'll have the baby shower on top of that. They're going to get you twice. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, like, if you're going to... I just don't think that there's a celebration that should be, like, entirely, you know, entailed around the gender of a child. You know, either it's got dangly bits or bouncy bits, one of the two. Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm only speaking from my own personal, you know, experience being a first time parent, and I remember going in there and and finding out the gender, and the whole time I was just sitting there like boy, 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 and they were like, "It's a girl," and I went, "It's a girl!" Oh my gosh! Never been excited, never been more excited since. You know, I still don't have a boy. Still don't give a shit. Don't don't fucking care. You know, uh, you can put a pretty balloon around it. I'm colorblind anyhow. Like, you know, you go ahead and like come out with the blue or the pink balloons. I gotta ask the person next to me anyhow what the fuck it is. So what do I care? <laughs> it, the whole thing is, it, why why do you have to make a big like to do for the world to know that? Uh, yeah, my kid's gonna have a dick. I mean cares who fucking cares <laughs> do you know what it is yet yeah it's a boy oh okay cool i mean that that's the extent of that conversation that's what it should be or or perhaps passing a cigar or a box of chocolates you know the uh the appropriate gift for the gender of the child should be should be exchanged if you're a great friend or somebody buys into that but you know frilly frou-frou cakes and stuff like that like who gives a shit like i'm having a baby I don't give a crap about your cake. No, no offense, but like I, I'm getting, I'm getting my cake and I'm eating it too. I'm having a baby, and I don't even have to give birth to it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this story doesn't end with like a, a great ending. But an expectant father was killed when a device he uh, was building for a gender reveal party exploded. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Peckney, 28, was assembling a device for his child's gender reveal party in the Catskills town of Liberty when it exploded just after noon on Sunday. Peckney was killed by the blast, and his 27-year-old brother, Michael Peckney, was injured. He was treated for his injuries at a local area hospital. Uh, At the Livingston Manor Diner, owned by the victim's family, candles and flowers symbolize the heartbreak his friends and family feel. Peckney's family released a statement saying that he's heartbroken by the loss, but grateful for the community's outpouring of love and support. The death is the latest in a string of tragedies blamed on falter gender reveal devices in recent years. A Michigan man was killed earlier this month when he was struck by shrapnel from a gender reveal cannon being used for a baby shower. After gender reveal devices sparked a September 2020 wildfire that burned thousands of acres in Southern California, In 2019, a grandmother-to-be was killed at a home in rural Iowa when a gender reveal explosive device blew up. I mean, it's just, we... Why do we have to have explosions? (laughs) Maybe a sign. You know, we don't have to have an explosion of of blue or pink dust. I think it's just... I think it's dumb. And it obviously isn't working well, especially when you have, like, massive forest fires that you know, hundreds and hundreds of people lost their homes and you're, you're playing with explosives that you probably have no business playing with if you're trying to build this stuff on your own. So, uh, maybe it's time for this fad to die out, please. Cause I'm, I'm sick of seeing your, your stupid videos on Facebook anyway. Um, but people are getting hurt and dying. So, you know, time to move on. I, 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 I agree with that. You know, 
And again, like I said earlier, I'm colorblind. I don't give a shit what color the dust is. I gotta ask somebody next to me anyhow, either way. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a big explosion. You know, pyrotechnics experts. You know, blah, blah, blah. No. No, no, you're not. You're not a pyrotechnics expert. Okay? Like, stop messing around with this stuff. You're hurting people. And, you know, I personally, I never wanted any part of it, and I still don't. If uh, if I ever met anybody who was going to have a gender re- reveal party, I was like, I- I'd be I'd be sitting there like, I'll just hold your fucking beer, okay? Like you you do you. I'm just I, I'm going to be the guy who's like poised for action, holding your beer, and I might have my camera phone out just in case. I, I think the only one I really liked is they had like this balloon that was supposed to explode and have all this you know your pink or blue inside of it, a big black balloon. And when they blew it up, it was green. <laughs> and they're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> and and we can we can call that a comedy of errors because that's all it because nobody gave a shit about the reveal of the baby. They they were there for the for the for the pop. They were there for the light show. I also like the one, too, where the balloon floated away before they could pop it and they couldn't catch it. That was funny. <laughs> well, that the, was funny. The next story, and this, this, is, this is the doozy. This is being reported by dadpatrol.com. Yeah, it's not like a, like a news site, news site, but it is a legitimate story. I've seen it in other places. Uh, new father leaves his girlfriend after she gives birth to be with her mom. And it doesn't, I know you could, maybe that's innocent, maybe, no, it's not. Uh, Let's take a moment to practice our visualization skills and put ourselves in the shoes of another person. Imagine imagine that you're a 24-year-old woman who just gave birth to your second child with your longtime boyfriend. You came home from the hospital with your new son, only to discover that your mother has run off with the father of your children. Would you be happy about this scenario? No? Well, neither was this young woman that it actually happened to. (laughs) Wow. If you were nearly nine months pregnant and trying to also care for a toddler during a global health crisis, a little extra support from your family doesn't sound like a bad idea, right? It does not. A 24-year-old Jessica Aldridge thought the same thing, and her boyfriend, Ryan Shelton, 29, agreed. Uh, Though he might not have been entirely pure intention when he said he wanted to move in with the girlfriend's parents Uh, Jess and her boyfriend opted to form a support bubble with Jess's mother Georgina 44 and her husband Eric Georgina was meant to be helping Jess and Ryan with childcare for their younger daughter also named Georgina while this this is important for later while Jess was just weeks away from her due date Georgina herself is a mother of five and has six grandchildren so far, so Jess thought this would be a great help for the young parents. After Jess and Ryan moved in with Grandma Georgina and her husband, Jess started to notice that her mother and boyfriend were quite friendly with each other. Friendliness turned into flirting, and Jess even confronted the pair about their relationship multiple times, though they both denied having any involvement with each other. On January 29th, Jess gave birth to her son, Reuben, at the Royal Hospital, with her mother Georgina at her side as her birthing partner. Just hours after her son was born, Jess's boyfriend informed her via text message that he would be ending their three-year relationship. 
And what was the reason he gave for the breakup, you ask? When given a reason for the breakup, Ryan reportedly claimed he tried... He was tired of Jess's accusing him of having an affair with her mother. It turns out, though, that Jess's accusations were completely warranted. They weren't accusations. They were facts. If you would... (laughs) It would seem the young mother's intuition was correct because her boyfriend Ryan left her with his two children in order to be with Georgina. Georgina had apparently split from her husband Eric weeks before. So she and the... (laughs) and her daughter's boyfriend would be able to pursue their relationship. The pair had been running, planning to run away together and had been involved for approximately six months behind Jess and her father's backs. After the fact, Georgina told Jess that Ryan had been trying to get with his girlfriend's mother for a while, but it wasn't until about six months before the breakup that Georgia gave in to his advances. She even admitted that the... <laughs> that they would text every day as she would read the conversations Ryan was having with his girlfriend on a daily basis. And she said the new couple were very close for a long time. In an interview, Jess said her ex-boyfriend only saw the new son for a few minutes on the day he was born, and then for approximately 10 minutes the next day while he was packing up his stuff from the home that they shared. Jess even said that her mother was waiting in the car for Ryan to pack his things, and then the pair drove off together. In the terms of justification for running away with her daughter's boyfriend, Georgina, according to Jess, had said, quote, We can't help who we fall in love with. <laughs> if our mother decided to run away with the father of our children, we'd be looking for a much better reason than simply falling in love. While Jess is caring for her newborn son and probably posting a few photos for her friends to see on social media, Ryan was making a different announcement. Both Shelton and Grandma Aldridge have confirmed their relationship by changing their Facebook status, whereas Jess now reflects that she is single. While Jess is now back home with her son and daughter, living in the house she used to share with Ryan, Ryan and Georgina have found their own place together. The pair are staying at Jess's aunt's home approximately 30 miles away while they wait to move into their new home. Jess described her mother's actions as the ultimate betrayal, stating that you expect a new grandmother to fall in love with the baby, not the father. (laughs) The actions of Georgina and Ryan have torn apart that one family, but the new couple seems unconcerned about that. They're happy in their own world as Jess moves on to care for their children without their father or grandmother in the picture. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Dude. <laughs> there. So man. grandma is there as the birthing coach, not the father. Grandma. And then grandma's like, all right, well, I see we're done here. And she goes and just <laughs> leaves immediately and goes to, the, to the, the father of the child and they run off together. I mean, God damn. I'm telling you. This will probably, well, I don't know, not anymore. He's not even doing it anymore. But this sounds like something from Jerry Springer right now. I mean, wow. Wow. Wow, wow indeed. I mean, God damn. I mean, that's just wrong on so many freaking levels. <laughs> you know, I just can't stop feeling terrible for that poor girl. Mm-mm. Like, like this is so messed up on so many levels and 
there are a lot there's a lot of comedy low hanging fruit there that we could just pluck right off of this thing but i but but i can't i can't even i can't even focus on that because this poor girl this poor girl you know since she was carrying this baby for six months and this is their second child this is their second child yeah and the whole time her own mother is 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 you know nah of all the people to screw over yeah you know? i mean forget the bro code i mean you know the moment you know you know your buddy and your and his girl break up she is persona non nookie we all know this but oh my god mom mom <laughs> mom ran off with my baby daddy <laughs> Yeah, this this actually I mean, wasn't this a, like the the Jerry Springer movie? Wasn't this like the the like the theme of that movie or something? I I never saw the Jerry Springer movie. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's one that uh, that falls out of my scope. You know, I I because see, I grew up in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, man. I mean, like that that was the Jerry Springer like, show. <laughs> like that that really like. People are like, oh, did you see Jerry Springer today? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you know what homeroom used to look like for me? Like, Jerry Springer, my ass. That's like the Diet Coke of fucked up. Okay? How many times are you going to make know, that Diet Coke joke? Probably forever and always because I don't keep a running total of it. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. I just like to... Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I just like saying it. And... You use it a lot. <laughs> I say the word seriously a lot too. Can't help it. Thoroughly, like or like, like, like. Yeah, I I do that. I'm I'm guilty of that. Okay. You know, I'm normally a very eloquent and loquacious individual, but at you know at times, I just choose to you know, go back to public school and start saying things all the time, in a repetitive way, like diet coke or whatever. Used to be like the, the bee's knees or something like that. Or what was that one? The snake's hip. The snake. The snake's hip. <laughs> Finer than frog hair. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, they make people laugh or hang up. Or hang up. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, hey, hey, you know the 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 objective was achieved. You know, we turned some guys like attempt at being mischievous. Into just being like completely off his rocker, like that dude had no idea. He's like, "What in the ever? What is frog hair?" Because that man didn't speak English. He's like finer than frog hair. He's like, Whoa. like wherever he's from, that could be terrible." <laughs> How did he know? <laughs> he's like, "Oh shit!" Somebody. He's like calling his brother now. It's like you got to hide the body. You know, he knows about the frogs. Like, he knows about the frog. <laughs> well, like, who knows, man? We could have just created an international incident. Here's hoping. Well, that being said, folks, that is all we have for this week's episode of the Social Liability Podcast. Make sure you check us out on uh, all of the various platforms you can listen to the show on. CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. You can also check us out on YouTube. Just look for the Mount Moon Crew or look for the Social Liability Podcast or look for Better Than Bad with Buck. Uh, you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the underscore rasgrees01. 
Uh, that being said, folks, we'll see you next week on another exciting and free edition of the Social Liability Podcast. Thank you.